Todd Bowl. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access. I am so excited to be joined by safety Jordan Whitehead. Jordan, thanks for being with me. Uh, thank you for having me this morning. I mean... I, first of all, I just got to ask about the serial game-winning touchdown, where you were, what it was like to watch, and, and, and watch that whole drive right. overall, knowing they had to go 93 yards, two minutes. So tell me your thoughts as you were watching that drive, and then you see Cyril get the game winner. So when they, when they offense got the ball, I was really like, you know, too much time on the clock. And then Tom started driving. I'm over there trying to coach, talking about spike the ball, spike the ball. And they, they didn't spike the ball once. They just keep driving down the field. Uh, a lot of the receivers had some good catches. And then at the end, Cyril with the touchdown uh, catch, you know, it's like back-to-back weeks he's showed what he can do. And then earlier this year in the Saints game, he came in with that long touchdown. So um, he's a reliable guy, and um, I'm happy for him. It is so crazy to think about him. I mean, at age 28, as of like a little over a week ago, he had two career catches. And then now in that game-winning drive situation, mm-hmm. He's being targeted more than anybody else, gets the game winner. What have you seen from him in practice and being around him in the locker room that if you were to explain to people why a guy like this that doesn't have the football background comes in and is able to, in these big moments, make the big plays? You know, Cyril is uh, the same guy every day. He's energized. You know, he's a great person, making you laugh, um, dancing. And, you know, he's uh, when we out on the practice field, he actually gives, um, like, the defense a good look and he goes hard. You know, he's a really fast guy, so he's always giving us a great look. And uh, the coaches ask him to do a lot from special teams. And he just stays here. He works every day. Um, he doesn't miss a day. And, uh, you know, he's been active, practice squad, back up, up and down. And, like, his number's called. He's making plays. And, you know, that game-winning drive wouldn't have even been possible except for you guys getting that stop on fourth and two to be able to get the ball back. Take us through uh, their drive leading up to that moment in that fourth and two play. So yeah, they uh, they actually were driving a little bit on us on that drive, and uh, we needed we needed a play. It was third, I think third and seven, and they completed that little four yard pass uh, to the outside, and that was a good stop by uh, Carlton to get them down before the first. And it was fourth down, and they did a QB sneak earlier that game, and uh, we we really held them, and they kind of snuck it in, and uh, the guys up front did a good job. Joe came off the left side and uh, pulled them back a little bit, and Antoine finished them off. So it was a good stop. What do you think that comeback says about you guys as a team I mean to be as Tom put it after the game losing for all but 15 seconds <laughs> of the game to to have that belief on the road down a couple scores at one point what what do you think it says about you guys and why were you guys able to come back in that moment and have that faith in yourselves I just think like that we all thought from the beginning of the game all week that we were going to win and um, so throughout the whole game we were finding a way to win like we we were down a little bit um fourth quarter we were down I think like even the guys on the defensive side we we knew like we just needed one stop and then like another stop and we just kept going out we had a couple stops back to back and uh we did what we needed to do at the end of the game and gave Tom the ball back and uh you know that's that's what we were asked to do at that time and Tom did the rest 
I know that you guys have gone eight quarters before this game without allowing a touchdown as a defense. Uh, and then this game, you know, allowed them on the first couple drives. And so what, what had been going so well for you guys defensively? And then what were the Jets doing to, you know, disturb mm -hmm. that a little bit here in this game? You know, I think um, we were emphasized on that, no touchdowns. And I think early on, they, we got – a couple of us got out of our gaps and uh, missed a couple tackles, and uh, that also led to the long run at the beginning. And I think from there they pulled out a lot of trick plays, and it was just we were we were on our toes the whole game because you know they were pulling out everything and they had in the playbook. So I think uh, the Jets did a good job getting getting um, up front, you know, pushing, getting pushed back, and uh, getting to the second level. So I think. Um, you know, just we learn from that. Now we know that like uh, teams are still they're going to try to run the ball, even though we established that teams can't run. And I think we just got to uh, really just, you know, get everybody get in their gap, and then we'll figure it out. We're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead, and what do you attribute the success those eight quarters without a touchdown allowed? What clicked to to mm -hmm. start that, and how do you guys try to replicate that moving forward? Uh, I think it was like. From the Saints game, we, was, we needed to win to get into the playoffs. And I think our um, intensity and focus was, you know, a little bit more that week of practice. And I, I think, like, going on forward, it's the playoffs now, you know. From this week forward, it's the playoffs. And I think that's going to be our mentality. Uh, we're getting guys back um, healthy, and that's the biggest thing right now. And then when we're all coming together, we're going to be dominant. And for you guys as a defense, when you are playing from behind all day in a game like this one against the Jets, what does that do and, and alter about what you guys try to do or your mentality? How, how does that affect what goes on out there on the field for you? Uh, when, we're, when we're down, I think we just still do the same things. Coach Bowles, doesn't, he doesn't panic at all ever, and he just you know, calls the, the right calls every time. And, uh, you know, it's really just on us on the field to make a play. Somebody has to make a play. You know, they got a couple third downs um, that we couldn't get off the field on third down. And I think uh, that was the biggest thing. But we were getting them in third and long, and they were just making a play on third down. So uh, when we're down like that, it's just somebody has to come up and make a play. And last week when you found out that uh, Bruce Arians was going to be going on the COVID list, what was that like for the, the team to find out that news and then to have you know, Harold Goodwin stepping in mm -hmm. in, in his place? And, and how did that go from a, a player's perspective to watch right. all that unfolding? You know, B.A., he uh, we know what, we, what he expects out of us at practice, whether he's there or not. Uh, you know, he sets the standard, you know, everybody knows it by now. And uh, so coach came in and did a good job. You know, Coach Bowles runs the defensive side anyway. So it's like for us on the defensive side, it was it was normal. Um, and then I know the offensive side, they got Tom's a, a coach in himself. And, you know, they got Coach Leftwich and everybody over there. So it's uh, I don't think we missed the beat. Were you missing the uh, the sneaking up of the golf cart at all? Because I heard from <laughs> you know, people you that did, you did look yeah. around for the golf cart. Yeah. You always, I practice when he's when he's out there. It is it's a little different. You feel him. You yeah. feel it. Yeah, that's what I've heard is that he just kind of makes his presence yeah, known his presence. by rolling up on you in that golf cart, <laughs> and you better be on your p's and q's at that for, moment. For sure. Yeah, you always looking aware of where that golf cart is. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, and how do you feel like Coach Goodwin did? I know that it's it's always exciting to have people get the chance at a head coaching mm -hmm. role for a little while, and, mm -hmm. and for a bit you thought he was going to have to be the head coach during the game. Of course, Bruce right. was able to come back beforehand, but um, what was it like getting a chance to see Harold Goodwin have, have a shot at that? Coach Goodwin, uh, you know, he came in, you know, he's a serious guy. Um, he delivered what he had to do in the mornings, and then, like, from there, it's like we split up, but, you know, everybody, he didn't miss a beat. You know, I thought he did a good job. Um, same stuff, went over the game plan, went over you know, our daily routines, and uh, it, was, it was good. So many uh, 
things in terms of the routines were a little disrupted, whether it was BA being out and then poor Jamel and Sean having just like the craziest of travel times getting right, to the right. game. So first of all, what did you know about uh, their travel plans and when did you know that things had gone a bit awry? So uh, all week it was just like up and down, not really knowing what they were going to do. And then we seen, we talked to Sean earlier that morning. He was just like, yeah, the, somebody got sick. We pilot got sick or something like that. And it was just, we were like, it was like hour before the game. Like they're still not, still not here yet. And it's like, there's no way they're going to play. And they, they, as soon as we ran out, they're like, they're here. And uh, they were dressing up, again, getting dressed. And they came on the field, like sneaky. They didn't really say too much. They were just back there warming up. And then, uh, so, you know, they snuck them in the, snuck them in the game. <laughs> it was just, it was just crazy sequence how the pilot got saved. It was a long, it's a long story. I know Jamel told her yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, it was crazy. That is nuts. And explain from a player perspective how that affects your game day and, mm -hmm. and how that, I mean, everybody's like, oh, well, they made it. But oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are creatures of habit for right. sure. So when that throws off everything, if this had been you, mm. take us through what this would have meant, changed, right, how, the, right. how you would have tried to approach <laughs> it. You know, it's like you're in the air flying. That makes you tired and then you get right off the plane and you got to go right to the game. Like, it's not even, I don't even know they, they didn't even get a chance to sit down and eat or anything. They had to eat on the plane. So I would have had to really just, I would have slept. I would, for me, I would have slept on the plane, slept on a car ride, <laughs> car ride to the uh, facility or to the stadium. And then, you know, yeah, really, wake me I would have had a little get, quick game day, game day routine. Yeah, you know? wake, wake me when it's my time to go make a tackle. <laughs> That's it. That's, it. <laughs> That's incredible. And so how did you feel like, I mean, considering that whole day for them, um, how they did being thrown out mm -hmm. there. And I know that Sean at one point kind of went down with an injury for a little bit, but how, yeah, no, how they handled it. Right, yeah. Sean, uh, when he came in, when he went down, he made a good play. He came up, set the edge, and uh, got the guy's legs out from under him. And uh, that was a good play. And I thought he was. they were ready, they were focused. And Dean came in, had a couple good PBUs. I know at the end he almost had an interception. Um, he had a break up on the out route at the end, on the out. And I think, you know, I expected that out of them. Uh, they're, they're pros, and uh, they come. Coach Bowles wouldn't, wouldn't put them out there if he didn't expect them to be ready. So, you know, uh, they did a good job. Yeah, it seems like Coach Bowles has definitely some expectations of, of his players. Oh, um, sure. How have you seen that affect everybody in terms of just his preparation, what he expects of you guys, the, the way that that has elevated, especially how young you, mm -hmm. so many of you are in the secondary? Right, so, yeah, Coach Bowles, he's, um, he's really hard on the secondary. He just expects a lot out of us. Um, one, because he played, you know, safety. So I think I, at, over, like, looking back over time, it actually helps a lot um, how hard he is and what he expects out of us, even on a, on his coaches, the safety coach, Coach Rapone, and uh, corners coach, Coach Ross. He expects a lot out of them, and he gets on them if we're not performing. So our coach, Coach Rapone, does a good job of really hollering in and detailing everything that, that we're supposed to do. And um, I, I, it goes a long way because it's actually helped all of us um, in the long run. Yeah, and, and how about Carlton in, in the game he had? You brought up one of the plays earlier on, but what did you see from him against the Jets? Oh yeah, so Carlton came in. Um, you know, he did he did good. I know at the end or at, right before half, he should have had an interception. I know he's uh, he's a little hurt about that because you know we got to catch them. Um, but other than that, you know, he comes he comes up, he tackles hard, he's physical, um, and I think that's going to take us a long way in this in the playoffs. You know, he's press his press corner technique and uh, things he could do to shutting down receivers. Um, it's going to go a long way with our defense. 
when I'm sure it means a lot to him hearing that you're talking about the kind of hits he can make and what he does because he, this last week, said that you were, quote, traumatizing to watch. <laughs> Had you heard that he said this about yeah, you? Yeah, the, the hit from um, our first game. Yeah, one, yes. yeah that's pretty amazing. So <laughs> yeah. what does it mean to you to hear that that's the kind of description you get from a guy like Carlton? Nah, it's, uh, it's cool because, you know, there's another story. We, we played in a game in high school. It was um, the Semper Fidelis game, a uh, little art dog, military game. And um, he was said he, like, remembered me being big. Like, all, him and Dean were in it. And he was like, they were, you were the same size like, in high school. And I was like, they were you, like, you, you were you this jacked in high school? <laughs> they were said I was like the same. Yeah, they yeah. were like, I was jacked in high school. And then Carlton, me and Carlton got here. And we would always hang out when we first got here because um, with MJ, you remember MJ. And um, mm -hmm. I was just telling him, like, I'm about to hit somebody. Like, he was like, okay, well, let's see. And then when I got the opportunity to first play, I did. And from there, it was like, it was just, it was just funny. It just clicked. That's incredible. He knew not to try you anymore. All right, <laughs> right. we still got plenty coming up here with safety. Jordan Whitehead on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. I am joined by safety Jordan Whitehead. And looking back on that Jets game a little bit more, I know that uh, missing Shaq and, and JPP, that's a, it's a big part of the, the defense there. So first of all, just what do they mean to this team and, and what you've seen from them being able to be out there, especially Shaq putting up another double-digit mm -hmm. sack season, even missing these, these last right. couple games? Yeah, you know, their, um, their ability to get to the quarterback is, is different, it's crazy. Uh, and that's, you know, it helps us a lot on the secondary. They get there. You know, they jump, they snap, and they get their back there so quick. Um, it makes it easy for us. So, and not having them out there, energy guys, uh, all that, and, you know, JVP, uh, the things he can do still, and uh, like what he brings as far as just getting everybody ready. Um, you know, we're going to really need that. I know that JVP is definitely one of the big pregame speech people. Uh, do you have a favorite person on the team that does that or someone that gets you more hype than anybody else? And don't uh, worry, we won't tell the people you don't choose. <laughs> no, I think D. White does a, uh, the best job. Yeah. You know, he uh, does it in practice. He does it every day. So you just, uh, when he when he talks, you know, you listen. He, he's, he's, that, he's, that, he's that guy, you know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty he's good at it. You, you just listen to him. He gets everybody hype. He's, uh, he has a great personality. So, uh, I, I, I like listening to see. I like seeing what D.Y.'s going to say. Yeah, I think that's true. I think everybody likes waiting to see what he's going to say out there. Um, and also, we just like letting everybody know listening when they can hear airplanes and other things going by us. <laughs> We're having to record this outside because of the COVID rules. So in case people are like, what is happening <laughs> at the Buccaneers facility? That is what is happening out here. Um, so I know that without Shaq and JPP out there, we had, you know, Joe Tryon-Shrenka, Anthony Nelson, Cam Gill getting a chance to step in in even bigger roles. So um, what have you seen from the three of them, uh, especially, you know, guys like Tryon and, and Cam Gill mm -hmm. who are, you know, still so young and, right. and you know, especially came in during the COVID times as, as they tried to get used to things? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Joe comes in, he's powerful. He does a lot of different things. And uh, I think he's been doing a great job all year, um, you know, um, Nelson comes in. He gets. He makes plays every time he's in the game. He's getting a sack. Him and Cam. They get. They get in. They rush the quarterback. They get back there and they make plays. Uh, Cam's a fast guy, um, similar to Shaq, just like body body type. Um, that you know he uses his speed and quickness to get to the quarterback. Um, but they've been doing a good job, and uh, I think that the depth we have in that room is just going to carry us in this playoff run. 
I feel like Anthony Nelson and Cam Gill are the outside linebacker equivalent of Mike Edwards, where like <laughs> per snap they get, the splash plays mm -hmm. is outrageous. Right. Do you feel like that's I, a fair comparison? I think that is, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm gonna have to give it to Mike. He made, oh, you know, yeah, Mike comes in, he does a little bit more. Not no, like you're biased in the safety guy. room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they uh, they're definitely the D-line version of what Mike does. Yeah. Like a safety, nickel, whatever, whatever position Mike's in. Yeah, so then now I'll give you a chance. Brag on your guy, Mike. And I mean, man, the, again, it's like there is super glue on his gloves when the ball comes near there. Like, right, tell right. us why it always ends up in his hands when he's out there. I think that's just Mike's, that's his ability. You know, he's a ball hawking safety. And I think, um, you know, we talk about it. We was talking about like 2K characters. They have their my player. Like they get a, a skill set and Mike's will be ball hawking. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, he, he comes to work. Mike's just a wonderful, kind guy, you know. He just, he's him. He's laid back. Just does whatever he, they tell him to do. and uh, makes it play, makes plays. <laughs> that's incredible. All right, so I feel like I've heard that among DBs, there's a competition of who has the best hands on the team. Um, where would you rank on that list, and, and who are who are the guys that, that typically get ranked first? Because I'm, so, I'm imagining you guys are all picking yourselves, so I'm like not sure. even sure how this voting works because would, it seems like everyone's This is how it's going to go. I'm going to say Mike and Sean, like top, well, you know, one, two, and then I'm next. I don't, I don't know who else is after that, but. <laughs> That's all that matters to you. <laughs> I'm third. <laughs> You, you trying to work your way up to two or one? I'll get there. You know, I'm just going, whoever has the most interceptions at the end of the year, that's how we're going to base it on. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. That's a good way to base it. Um, and so, I mean, outside of, you know, Mike, I know that Antoine Winfield Jr., same thing, just an incredible start to his career and a fellow safety of yours. What has it been like to play alongside him in the way that mm -hmm. maybe he's influenced your game? Right. Yeah, Antoine, he's physically, you know, he plays in the post. A lot, but he makes a lot of tackles coming up. Uh, you know, he hits. He actually big hits on a on a running backs, the best running backs in the league. You know, he knows how to tackle low. He knows how to form tackle high. Um, and then you know, the last play interception he had the good on um, the deep ball and against the Colts, he went up and got it. And that's when you like, you know, Antoine. He had what eight picks with his last year of college or whatever it was. And you know, that that play right there showed like, all right, this is what he could do. And um, other than his tackling ability, because he's one of the best at it, uh, his playmaking ability, you know, making plays on getting fumbles or whatever it is, scooping up fumbles. It's just uh, he's one of a kind. He's a, he's a ball hawking safety, too. He's around the ball every play. Have you thought about what it would have been like to be in his situation as a rookie where there's no offseason, there's no rookie minicamp? Like, if you think back to what that time mm -hmm. meant to you in that adjustment right. from college to pro, um, what that would have been like to not have and, and what that said. Like, why was he the guy that could have no offseason mm -hmm. and still come in and be a Super Bowl winning <laughs> starting safety? You know, he's, he's smart. You know, he whatever the coach tells him to do, he, like, picks up on it quick. Uh, he lost. He asked a lot of questions in meetings just so he knows whatever he's doing. And, um, you know, his dad playing the league, I'm sure that definitely has helped with them probably watching film and, you know, just learning from a young age. Um, but he's, he just he picks up on things really fast. So, And for you guys as a safety group, um, how would you rate the performance you've had this year and some of the areas that maybe you guys still are wanting to improve? Because, like you said, I'm sure Coach Bowles has mm -hmm. some rather high expectations for his former position right, right. group. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just more interceptions in this uh, next last, you know, these next games. You know, we need, uh, from the safety especially, just get our hands on some balls between me, Mike, and uh, Antoine. I think that's going to be really big, just to show that we still we, we know we tackle, we come up, uh, all that. We just need a couple more interceptions and uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll get that trio, the best trio. <laughs> and how about your uh, your inside linebacker group? Tell me what you, you talked about. You love Devin as the pregame guy. Uh, what have you seen in terms of his growth since he's been here on and off mm -hmm. the field and, and what he means to this defense? Yeah, you know, Devin's energy guy, you know, he's one of the fastest linebackers in the league, sideline to sideline. Uh, he's getting smarter in the passing game and just know where to be. Um, it's just, I think he, having him on the field, you know, it's just he makes it easier for everybody around. Just the way he, you know, the plays he's going to make. If it's a run play, you know, he's, he's going to be right behind you. If you're close to the ball, he's going to be at the ball. I think uh, at the quarterback, too, passing game, you know, he gets to the quarterback. Um, I think it's his his speed is his best thing that he does, that he has. You know, he he could play the pass, how his size, how fast he could run, tracking down the runners and uh, things like that. We're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead, and how about Levante? When you guys um, are without him, I mean, he is. I always hear he's described as kind of the like lifeblood of the defense in so many ways. Um, what do you, what does missing him mean to you guys out there? Mm -hmm. um, and just his his level of play even at this point in his career this year. Yeah, same with him with the speed that he has, uh, the power and the, his smartness, how, like how he can diagnose a play. Uh, we're missing that definitely, are definitely missing that. Uh, when Levante's out there, his presence is just you know he's like when he looks at you, just know like. He, you know he knows you know what to expect out of him like all right this is what you got to do like don't don't mess up like get it together he just look at you like that <laughs> he's like he's like that that old guy on the, the old uh the old head you know the old head. <laughs> oh man man I, I don't even want to think about that, what that means about his age and nah, my nah. age and we're gonna say that he is just a young whippersnapper <laughs> at the beginning of his career um I, it is so funny to think about the age difference on this team between whether it's Brady and some of these younger guys. I mean, you guys have such a wide range. Like, that you got such it a is. young secondary, but then you have so many veteran leaders. What are some of the funny things that end up coming up or that the ways that that kind of manifests for the team of when you do have, you know, a 20-year mm -hmm. difference in people on the roster? Right. It's just a different uh, mix of personalities. It's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to be around. Um, you know, some guys just chill, and then other guys are always – trying to do like you know just always outgoing and everything you know it's, it's fun to be around every day though because you, you just you fit right in like wherever you need to your personality will fit right in <laughs> that's pretty cool and, and what did it mean to see guys like Levante or you know Mike the guys that have been especially with the Buccaneers for as long as they have get a chance to win the division for the mm -hmm. first time what, what was that like for you to be a part of and then to watch them get to celebrate as well right you know uh, we're just trying to keep knocking off goals um, Last year, we for everybody, you know, that Super Bowl. But this year, like, we didn't get this last year. So now we're trying to just keep knocking off goals. And, um, you know, it's a blessing. They've been here for a long time. And for them finally to have one, it's, uh, it's great for them to be at this, this point in their career and still achieving goals. And I, I think about the offensive line and, and the way they've been playing and now finally getting to have – three of them as pro bowlers for the first time. What have you seen from their performance, whether it's all the way back to you guys going against them mm -hmm. in training camp to watching them out there when you're on the sideline and, and what they've meant to this team? You know, I love those guys on the line. I don't get to be around them as much, but uh, talk to them all the time. And, you know, they're physical. You know, they don't take anything from anybody. You know, Jensen, you know how, how he is. And he just, he's not backing down from nothing. I think those guys just, they all, they're big up front. They're powerful. Um, you know, my guy Donnie, you know, I love him ever since I came in. He just, oh, he's been that guy that always just checks up on you and uh, makes sure he just, he, he really cares about his team and his guys. So uh, I love the O-line. So yeah, is there a defensive equivalent to Ryan Jensen? Somebody who 
is going to be kind of, I don't know, the enforcer? Mm-hmm. Is that is that a way to put it? I think uh, I think me, D. White, um, you know, we, we always out there chirping and just flying around. I think, I think yeah, me and D. White. <laughs> I, I figured. That was part of why I asked you. I was like, I get the feeling <laughs> that you would there. throw yourself in yeah, with, yeah, with that group of people, which is also funny because um, you are, like, the smiliest, happiest <laughs> person and like so just like nice and friendly off the field and then on the field you turn into this heat seeking <laughs> missile and as you put it chirping a little bit uh t- describe to me this shift mm-hmm. for you of on and off the field and how this happens you know uh coach pro kind of put it this week in practice uh, before the game he had said just like play like you would when you were a kid kind of thing and like that's kind of approach i take when like you're just when you're young in the backyard or whatever it is playing with family you know, you just go as hard as you can. You talk crap to them. Uh, you know, it's just it's out of love, and then it's just the part of the game. Uh, so I take, I, I still take that with me to this day. Um, just really playing with fun, having fun playing, and energy. Um, you make a play, you celebrate, uh, things like that. So I just, I like playing it like how I would have if I was a kid. Yeah, I think that's fair. And what do you feel like are the things that for you, um, where you've grown the most? on and off the field since you came in as a rookie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I think really like understanding how to watch film, uh, it, it makes the game so much easier, um, slows it down. And then once you once you get that part down, it's just you can play really fast and uh, you know make plays that way, it's easier. So I think the uh, biggest thing was that, just learning plays and then watch, putting it t- to the film. And uh, I think that's been the biggest jump I've had. Is that what caused your just monster game against Carolina? I mean, tell me, like, what, tell us about that day, that game. <laughs> what was the recipe for a Jordan Whitehead monster game? Yeah, so I was, um, it was, it was the Panthers, it's the division game, so it's like playing the Saints. It's like, you know, the, those are the games that you got to make play, you got to make every play, you got to make all your plays, and uh, it was a must win to clinch the division, and uh, it was just locked in, and, um, you know, Cam Newton, when I'm growing, well, not, when I'm actually younger, yeah. When I was younger, I used to like Cam Newton, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Like he's just a superstar, and uh, getting to play him uh, was just got me a little bit hyped up, a little bit more too. So uh, I was just locked in and focused. I saw on Twitter afterwards somebody was joking that you were probably going to get drug tested, and you had responded you already got the note in the locker. Was that a joke or was no, that, that real? No, that was actually true. It was like a couple minutes. I got to look at my phone and had a um, steroid test earlier or later that the next day and uh, that was just funny how I seen that I was like all right I'm gonna respond to this guy <laughs> yeah that's got to be the, the highest compliment you can get is that they're like you played too good for this to just be you right, is, right. is that, is yeah, that yeah, how you kind of took it I took it like that I was gonna I was working out later on in that week and I was like about to take a picture and just send it to NFL like no, this is what I do I, I do actually work out <laughs> work yeah out. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean speaking of that uh, you definitely are known as, as one of the workout warriors of this team and what you can do in the weight room that I've heard multiple times that pound for pound you would probably be the strongest guy on the team. Would you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking that you would agree with that. You'd probably agree with that whether or not it was true. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, you know, I'm going with it. With any any um, exercise, any lift, I'm taking it. Home. You're taking it. I love it. I'm going to ask you more about that. We're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are joined by safety Jordan Whitehead. We were just talking before the break about how you might be pound for pound the strongest guy on the team. Where did this ability in the weight room come from? Has it been your whole life? Did you just all of a sudden hit a point where you got good at it, you took pride in it? Take us through the history of this. 
Yeah, since I was little, um, my uncle always had us working out. Uh, when I was like, yeah, I never wanted to go over his house, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to work out, that kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, no, that's where it really started, and it just still sticks with me to this day. Everybody else got to play in the playground, and you were in the weight room when <laughs> we you were, were like a we little kid. We were in the garage. It was the garage had all the weights in it, and they still had the same garage with the same weight. <laughs> that is so funny. And did I hear that you also even had our Buccaneers strength and conditioning coach when you were younger? Yes. Yeah, so my, uh, I think maybe sophomore year of high school, he was my strength and conditioning coach. It was just weird. It's crazy how it happened, like how he's my coach now. Um, you know, small world. Does he take credit for your ability now? He won't take the credit, but you know, he did he did a good job and you know now he's he's one of the greatest in the NFL and uh, he does a great job. How much does that help you with your game? How big a part is that of the kind of safety you are? You know, you, you have the lift to stay to be able to take those hits, um, you know, it's a long season, so the wear and tear on your body, lifting goes a long way with that part of doing treatment and stuff, but um, yeah, you have to stay like lifting heavy weights and uh, you know during the season. Uh, I know a couple. It took me a while to figure that out because I would be so tired from practicing, uh, and I just felt like I wasn't that strong and um, like during the week and during the game. So that, now that I'm figuring out a little bit, I love the way the routine I have with my lifting schedule. And I know that had to be really challenging to miss some of those games um, earlier this year with a bit of an injury. So what was that like to, to realize you were going to miss some time? And, and how did you try to, to use that mm -hmm. time to, to still stay ready to go? Right. So during camp when I had uh, missed some time with a hamstring, I had really, it was a good thing. I think for me, I got to see, like watching, like as a coach would, seeing all the little things uh, that, you know, the other guys are doing, picking up on things that Antoine, Mike, Andrew, and Ross were doing at the time. Um, and it helped me in my game. I put a little bit, um, I just know from Ross how he was uh, making a lot of interceptions, just reading the quarterback a little bit more. So I w it, it actually helped me a long way. And yeah, I mean, you overall, this secondary, it's just crazy to look back all season and how many players miss time at the same time, all from similar positions. It's just, it's one thing to have injuries as a team, but to have them so localized mm -hmm to a position area is, is so crazy. What was that like to be a part of, to be one of the guys out there when people were dropping like flies and you guys are having to shift around and change right. everything? I mean, take us through that. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, at corner, it was a different person every week, really. And it was just, uh, during practice, we were just really focused on getting them the calls and getting on the same page. Uh, but when they got in, they did a great, great job. I know the Eagles game, Dee Delaney was out there. Uh, he did a great job, you know, communicating. He's he's a really smart guy, uh, fast. Uh, I think Dean went down that game too. Uh, Sherman went down. Uh, so it was it was a lot of people going down. It was just the trust factor is there from practice. Now we we're ready. Uh, we're you know on a Super Bowl team, we ready to just plug guys in and ready to go. I don't think people realize how much some you know the shifting at corner affects you guys. That it's kind of they think oh well just those. The next man up mentality, and everybody loves that quote, and, and it is right. true. Any any missing piece on defense kind of affects the whole rest of the defense. So how did that as a safety, and you know, I know that again with, with Coach Bowles, and he really designs his defense around the safeties in a mm -hmm. lot of ways more than other schemes mm -hmm. or other coordinators might. So how what kind of a either burden did that put on you guys, or how did that affect what you guys were needing to do out there as safeties? It really, um, it's, it's like every guy just has their job. Um, it's kind of not, I'm not gonna say simple, but you just do what you have to do. Like everybody has assignment that play, uh, then the play will be made. And I think Coach Bowles has like, you know, went through practices and he made it clear, like this is what you guys gotta do. Everybody does their job and we'll shut it down. And I think that's the approach. That's what really happens. And I think uh, 
once everybody learns and like understands that, I think we'll be dominant as a defense. And Richard Sherman ended up coming in here because of all those injuries. And um, I mean, an incredibly successful guy in this league over a long period of time. And he has now come in and said he thinks you're one of the best safeties in the whole league. What did that mean to you to hear that he had said something like that about you? You know, that, that meant a lot, you know. Um, watching Sherman when I was younger with the Legion of Boom, uh, with Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, the safeties I used to watch uh, growing up. Uh, it's, it meant a lot for me. And Sherm coming in here, the day he got here, he's just been a great, great person to everybody, uh, to the defense and to the DBs especially, uh, the way he coaches, coaches us and expects out of us. Uh, he keeps us going. He keeps us energized and ready to make plays. So who else were the guys you looked up to when you were younger? Them, them were they the top ones? And then who else? There was a time where I, like, I was loving the Seahawks. And uh, I used to, Madden used to play with them. And I just, like, Earl and, and Cam was, like, the people I used to use. And, uh, so other than that, it was Steelers with Troy Polamalu. Uh, I loved all those guys, Ryan Clark and um, everybody on the, you know, the Steelers. You know, now we got Coach Foot on the team. It's just like I used to watch him all the time. <laughs> did you I, tell him that? I did when yeah. I first him and uh, Coach Randall. I had told them both when I when I got here because Coach Randall, I used to love. I like I love the opposite side. So him pump returning and stuff. I used to always like uh, Coach Randall on there. Now he's the coach. Yeah. I gotta let him know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta let him know. I'm a fan. That's pretty funny. And, and speaking of that, that you were also a fan of the offensive side. It's because you also played offense. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about this of your experience on offense and defense and how you ended up pursuing the defensive side. So in high school, I was, and since I was little, I was always a running back or a quarterback. And I just I always used to love offense, but I was always physical. So when it came to defense, I would always try to like take somebody's head off. <laughs> um, so we got to high school and I was, all my stuff was offense. I was like getting offered as cornerback. And I was really like, okay, I'll, I'll accept it. You know? um, and I got to pick. And the first day, Coach Narduzzi, I was doing one-on-ones, and I, I think I got Jester Weah, he got took off of me, and I got burnt. And he was like, you know, I think we're gonna put you at boundary safety. I was like, okay. And then end up loving, really end up loving the position. Uh, I was like, kind of how what I do now. I'm like in the box, you know, making tackles like that. And I was just like a big tackler guy. And then one week, Coach Narduzzi was like, Notre Dame, he's like, you want to play off? Like in practice, you want to play offense? You gave me my first carry. I got like 10 yards, and I had two touchdowns my first game in college with playing offense. And from there, it was like, you know, I was loving it. I was, I wish, I kind of wish I would have been there for my senior year. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have really, I would really would have asked for the ball a little bit more. <laughs> so, all right, you and Vita, old running back tape. Who do you, who do you think is better, or even? My and, tape. I'm going. With of course, <laughs> of course you are. And then right now, you think you or Vita going in as a, as a running back? Who's doing better? That's me. It's I'm, you. I'm it's you. It. It's I'm you. It. When, I mean, I'm like a little, when I get an interception, I don't get tackled. I either go out of bounds. I'm not, when I get an interception, I go sideways. I <laughs> like try to go across the field, but I don't get tackled. I get pushed out of bounds. Yeah. And I get a couple stiff worms in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when all of our running backs were going down in the game, was there a moment that you were kind of thinking Man. like, ooh, could this be could this be my time? I'll, I'll, I'll think about it, but. I don't know what will happen. You, you haven't you haven't made a case to Coach Bowles. No, I'm gonna have to get a pick six. I still I need a pick six to even say anything. So I won't um, even you say anything to Coach Bowles. He he has a comeback. So he's gonna say you, you know, need a pick I'm six. I'm not even gonna get there yet. I just need a pick six. Well then maybe say it to Leftwich instead. You know, <laughs> just just skip over the Bowles <laughs> part and just go find Leftwich yeah. and be like, hey man, just so you know, here's my tape. <laughs> a little bit of a job interview. <laughs> That's so funny. We're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead. Um, you also mentioned playing Madden, and of course the league did a bunch of tributes to the legendary John Madden this weekend. Uh, what were your memories of him from either a coaching 
or announcing mm -hmm. or video game <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, you, I know from the, like the video game, you know, when you're younger, you always, when the game's turning on, you hear his voice and uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's, I'm going to miss that. You know, I love playing the old games. Like when we were in college, I know my roommates had the old PlayStations and we would play the old Madden. So we would always, you know, that's like, you know, you're getting ready to play the video game when you hear that noise. We were talking about some of the guys that you watched when you were younger and who you looked up to, and uh, you had Darrell Rivas as a cousin. How did that end up influencing you, think, or the things that you might have either learned or picked up right. with that, other that's, than great genes? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I really accepted, like, I'll be a cornerback. You know, I was like, right, I'm just going to follow in his footsteps, kind of thing. Uh, like lead the way. They put me to safety. I, that's why I kind of stayed defense too. I was like, yeah, I want to be like him. Worked out pretty yeah, well yeah. for him. It was yeah. like, it was definitely in the back of my head. Like, all right, I'm gonna play defense because of the ref. So who are the people you like watching now? We've talked about the back in the day when you were a kid. Who around the league now are the, the guys that you really enjoy watching mm -hmm. or learning from? You know, at safety, I love watching uh, Buda Baker, uh, just the way he plays, his aggressiveness. You know, a cornerback, you know, like Jalen Ramsey, I just love how he plays. He goes to nickel, he's aggressive. Same with Carlton, I love how he plays. You know, those are the guys. Buda Baker is always at the top of the list at safety for me. Having played running back some, did that end up influencing the kind of safety you are at all, or the way that you even especially can play run mm -hmm. defense? I think, I think it actually has helped. Just being like when you're at running back, you know, you got to hit the hole. Um, you can't, like, really hesitate. And that's how I safety. I kind of just, in the same way, you know, I see the open gap and I just try to take it because I feel like that's the gap the running back's going to take is the open gap. Um, so it has helped me with my physicality. Uh, just always taking hits when you're when you're at running back in high school when you're younger. Just, you know, you're getting constantly getting hit. So, you know, I'm at, when I'm at safety, I'm like, all right, now I'm about to do the opposite to the ball carrier. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know how unpleasant that right. was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. What do you think were your are your favorite things about both positions? It's always good to score touchdowns. You're not <laughs> running back. You get the opportunity to score touchdowns. Uh, shaking somebody, stiff form. It's, it's that feeling of like getting a big hit um, or making a, a forced fumble. You know, that's that's what I love about defense. It's harder. I think you know, it's harder to to get an interception. Um, so once you when you do it, it feels better. And. I know now this year you guys are you've already you know locked up the playoff spot and you know that you guys are now essentially the hunted as compared to last year when there was I mean yeah you had Tom Brady but you were still kind of the underdogs there hadn't been the success yet how does this time feel different than last year as a team overall or, or for you personally you know it's, it's hard to make it to the playoffs and um you know, we're finishing up the season, one game left, but when we get there, it's that mentality of winning the Super Bowl again. Uh, I think it just makes us more hungry um, the, that we have one from last year, and now it's this time again. And, you know, it's a long time to get here. It takes long, hard work. And uh, I think it's going to make the guys more hungry because we know what it feels like. Has it felt like teams were playing you guys differently or approaching you guys differently this year after winning it? You know, we're, we're going to get everybody's best shot. Um, even just with playing against Tom Brady, I know if I was playing against him, I would go as hard as I can. You know, I would want to get an interception really bad off of him. So uh, I think we're getting everybody's best shot. Was that a thing you were feeling in practice when he joined the team oh, too? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a Tom's out here during camp. Uh, I think Mike got the first one. I think he yeah, Mike got the first one. There was a battle. It was just like, all right, we weren't really saying it, but we were. Everybody was eager to An get that first one. An unspoken idea yeah, yeah. that everybody knew they wanted one. That's pretty funny. Well, how do you feel like he has influenced? Um, you know, we talk about the ways that he influences the offense, but for you guys as a defense overall, mm -hmm. what have you seen about the way he influences them, or, or even you in particular? Right. Uh, just 
he lets the defense handle the defense, like the defense guys handle what we got to do. But his presence is just greatness. It's just being around greatness, um, things that he achieved, had he has achieved in his career. It's like we're we're here to witness it and be a part of it. So I just think um, on the practice field is where it starts, and I think he does the greatest job out of anybody of getting his guys ready. Um, you know, he wants to be perfect during practice, and I think that's actually helped everybody because that's how I approach it now too. Were there things that you realized you were learning from going against him in terms of the actual X's and O's of getting to face potentially the greatest of all time mm -hmm. every day in practice? Right, right. Did you see that you were having to do things differently or learn and kind of elevate your game from not just the learning how to practice hard, but mm -hmm. the true X's and O's of it? Yeah, you know, he reads the safeties. Quarterbacks read the safety, so it was a lot of, you know, just you can't really, you have to disguise. You can't just line up in the position and he's going to pick you apart if you do that. And then even going against our receiving core, we had the best in the league with Chris, Mike, Abe, um, Antonio, and Gronk that was here during camp. You know, we got guys like Cyril that really don't even get recognition, and Scotty Miller during practice has given us great looks. Um, so I think that's really at, has helped us uh, just getting ready for the games. And you talked about the disguising. I know that that's something that um, people tend to describe about Coach Bowles scheme is that it is. Um, it is challenging for there's there's a it's complicated and yet not hard. Is that a fair way of, of putting it? And just all the different ways that for you guys, what it means about making life harder for the offense, mm -hmm. but setting you guys up for success. Right. Um, I just think I think our coaches do a good job of getting everything ready because it is a lot and a lot of different things that Coach Bowles does. Um, and he's in the headset constantly telling the white to tell us to disguise and do this and do that. So. Like I said, it's like picking things up on the fly. Uh, Coach Bowles expects a lot. Um, he has a lot of different calls that, like, you know, it's, it makes it it makes it makes easier for us once you learn it just because the offense doesn't know what you're going to do. Um, like, it's simple things. It's little things that change. It could be the same play, but, like, two other people do something different, and it's just throwing it off for the offense a little bit. So uh, I love the scheme. It's one of my, like, the best one I've ever been a part of. So what is your favorite thing about it for you individually of, of how it sets you up for success? Mm -hmm. um, just being close to the line, uh, what Coach Bowles allows me to do, and, you know, blitz off the edge and uh, stay close to the line. It, that's my game, and he does a great job of putting everybody in their position to do that. Uh, from where Mike plays safety and nickel, like, he does a great job of putting him in a position. And I just think uh, that, that goes a long way that from Coach Bowles that people don't understand that he has so many guys, but he plugs them in in the right position. All right, well, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Jordan Whitehead, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Jordan Whitehead, and now you are about to have the 17th game of the regular season for the first time ever. Have you thought about that and noticed of thinking, man, normally that would have been it. That Jets game would have been <laughs> would have been the end of the regular season. We'd be facing playoffs. Does, does it feel different to you at this point? At this point, it doesn't really. Like, I don't even know what week it is. You know, you know it's the last <laughs> week, but um, once you like week 11, 12, you're like, I don't even know what week it is. Yeah. So I don't feel the difference, but that would, it would have been our last one, getting, getting ready for playoffs. But uh, we're, we're here to play another one, you know, get another win. Um, get us some momentum going into the playoffs. Does it feel any different in terms of physically for you? Like, the, I mean, you guys went all the way to the Super Bowl last mm -hmm. year, so you learned how to play a long right. season. Do, do you feel like that was helpful in terms of now having this extra week to, to already know what that's like? 
Oh, for sure. You know, it was a long run last year. You know, we've been battling injuries all year. Um, and it's like after every game, you know, you're you're banged up and everything. So it's just another week. Uh, not really thinking about it too much, how the extra week. But I know it's going to give us some, like, momentum, I think, just playing another division game, uh, the last one of the season, going into the playoffs. We get a good win and good team win. I think it will carry us. And now playing the Panthers again, I'm sure that if you were going to play a team twice in three weeks, you would like to be the one that you basically had your best game ever against. So that's kind of <laughs> handy. Yeah. Um, what are the pros and cons or just unique challenges of facing a team twice so close together? Right. Um, no, the pros, you know what they're going to do pretty much. You know, at this point, they played 16 games, so that you know their their offense. They're going to do what they do. Um, you know, now they know us too, though. It's another thing. But Coach Bowles, I, you know, he's going to do a great job of probably changing the game plan up, or you know, just mixing different things in um, to get to attack them. And I think, I think. I think uh, for me personally, I, I'm ready for it. I'm excited that it's actually coming up again because uh, you know I just want to give my all and uh, get another win. It is funny because I hear people say that you know, like you said, the pro is that we know them, and the con <laughs> is that they know us, right? <laughs> right. So, do you think that that helps the offense or defense more? That for for you as a safety, mm -hmm. which kind of outweighs the other one? Um. I think it helps the defense, you know, uh, especially for us. I just think that the game we played last week, you know, it's like this is what, we're gonna, what they're going to do. And I think uh, for us, it's going to play a little bit more faster. You know, we're ready to take some chances and get more. We didn't, I think we had, was one turnover last last time we played them. So I think now that's going to be our goal, just, you know, play fast. You know, you know what they're going to do, just play fast. And so what were those things that you learned about them, that, that familiarity from this first one a couple weeks ago that now you're going to really focus on this next time? Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So I know they had a long run early on. Uh, we're just going to try to eliminate the explicit plays. Uh, you know, we, we know what the routes, the concepts are going to give us. Uh, you know, now it's just about executing it, uh, getting out the quarterback a little bit more. We had, we had seven sacks. Uh, so it's just about up, up in what we did last time, you know, trying to do a little bit better. We're going for eight or nine sacks this yeah, time. Yeah, you know, bumping it up. <laughs> Why not? We're talking to safety Jordan Whitehead. And speaking of those sacks, uh, they were even against two different quarterbacks, which is uh, not a thing that typically happens right. unless there's an injury. Mm -hmm. So what is it like to go against this idea of the dual quarterback right. team and, and to now not know how much or little they're going to do that mm -hmm. this next time? How does that affect you guys preparing for them? So during the game, like in the midst of the game, you have to really pay attention to that quarterback because it changes what they do on offense. You know, Cam's more of a runner. Um, he'll run the ball, and uh, Sam Darnold will sit back there and, you know, throw it more. And uh, I think everybody has to be aware of that. Um, it's, it's harder to stop, you know, uh, especially like run, all running quarterbacks. It's harder to stop. You got to be more focused. Um, you see that around the league a little bit more now. But uh, it's, it's really got to be really focused. And have you guys focused on the seeding idea at all in terms of what you guys have been trying to do? How, how mm -hmm. much of that is kind of at the forefront of your minds? You know, it's, it's definitely on our minds because you would love to play all playoff games, you know, at home. And uh, that would be great. But you, we're hoping to at least get two. Um, I know the Packers have, have the number one seed, so they'll have the first bye. But uh, it's going to be really key for us to get two just to bring the home fans to help us get this win. And have you thought about this? That, yeah, I mean, you guys haven't had a home playoff game all last year, except for the, the Super Bowl, which <laughs> that's, that's I, just kind of a coincidence. Right, there. that's so, why it would be good to have some playoff games here so we could bring the 
some love back to the Tampa, you know, especially it would be great to have a championship game and be a mini Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty incredible. And and finally, uh, if you were, we're going to do a New Year's resolution for uh, for you as a player, or maybe for the defense or the safeties, whatever you want to pick it as. What is mm. what do you think is the New Year's resolution for this group? Mm. New Year's resolution for this group. That's, you know, I, I'm really serious about it going into playoffs you know holding no touchdowns that's our goal so uh, i think we don't want anybody scoring us uh, not even field goals but you know if anything no touchdowns for sure i like that i think that would be a heck of a, a resolution to be able to keep all right well jordan thank you so much for being with us this has been awesome congrats on some incredible play, play recently winning the division and going forward we're excited to watch you uh Go blow up some more people, you know, <laughs> like the you. way only you can do. Yes, that's the goal. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, and thank you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with Safety. Jordan Whitehead brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.